What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Invite Only. Uh, play everything's nerdy news, gossip, gospel. And you see here, I got a new face. My name is Sean Flowers. Here next to me, I have the one and only real San Francisco treat, Eli Shaw. How you doing? I'm doing great. What's up, guys? How you doing? The San Francisco treat returns. <laughs> I know, I'm back. Familiar face. Uh, he's been here many times. How you doing? I'm great. Just chilling, like, and trying to enjoy the summer as much as I can, indoors, playing video games. Yeah, it's about that time. Yep, Everything yep. in the house. Sitting next to him, I got Cheeks underscore Junior, ugly face over there. How you doing, Mr. Marshall? What's up, players? I'm good. I'm fantastic. I'm in a good mood. Had a day off in the first time in, like, weeks. Yeah, you got a nice, nice little, nice. you got a nice big smile on you. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy. The, the SF Treat is here. He returns. <laughs> first time on Play Everything content. Oh, yeah. True. First time on the play everything. Uh, of course, I have, I have my producer in the back. You know, we're going to hey try yo. to string him along. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. You a little good? tired. Oh, yeah. yeah. You came in a little tired. Yeah. Whether we string him along or not, he's going to interject himself. You know what I mean? Always. It's all right. I love you. <laughs> I'll always interrupt. That's like my signature move. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> since you're new to invite only, I got to ask you, what kind of games are you playing? Um, so I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. That new update just happened. Um, you can swim in the ocean. You can yeah. dive. That's new to Animal Crossing, just swimming. Yeah, um, I think maybe like a few I haven't days played Animal ago. Crossing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They update it like every month now with like new seasons, new uh, things to do. That's dope. There's Did you play on the fourth? Um, I don't think so, actually. Uh, I was wondering if they had any like fireworks going on or no. something like that. No, I like the games do that. There was a little meteor shower on my island, so maybe that was like oh, their special way of doing it. Okay. Got a little something popping off. Yep, yep. How you doing over there, Cheeks? You, you get any games done? Yeah. Uh, have you only been playing Animal Crossing for the most part? Like, sunk, time sunk? I know that game's a time suck for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the most part, yeah. I also started uh, Jedi Fallen Order, like, a few weeks ago. I think I'm pretty much, like, 75% of the way from what, I, what I've seen. Um uh, and that's pretty cool too. I really like the the gameplay, the combat. Feel like it's a new a new path for like third person action games that I like. Yeah. Um, not so much like the Souls like hard mode, but not too too platinum y like just slashing whatever. So you, really you into it. it though, right? Oh, I'm really I, I into love it. the combat in that game. Oh like, yeah, it, so good. It reminds me of like Sekiro Light, like mm -hmm. in terms of uh, the the parlays and being able to like the different mechanics and different combos mm -hmm. that you can do to like switch it up it, oh man i love that game yeah yeah yeah. That i was, love it that was my last single player game i played until the last of us oh shit so i've been like filling time with call of duty Warzone and yeah. you know apex every once in a while uh but mainly and what minecraft. about like don't medieval. forget to buy minecraft no i'm talking minecraft about medieval Dungeons? that was before everything oh yeah that was before jedi fallen order this guy trying to get out of it <laughs> i will i will finish medieval yeah okay <laughs> i'm not you yeah okay all right Look at him. Look at he, all I said was he's okay. He's insecure about his insecurities, and then he tries to pan, pan look, it off on me. On my I hear him trying to explain just, it to me. I've you. heard what I've heard. That's all I'm gonna say. Let's pull up the platinum records. <laughs> look, you know what I mean? Hey, Adrian, do I, I need you to go to PSN.com? You don't have to. You know who I am. Yeah, I know who you are. Last of Us. You said you were doing what? Yes. So Last of Us has finally sunk in its teeth in deep, deep inside me, which I'm very excited for. Because before I was talking to Eli before we started the show. It was very much a thing where I was like, I got it. I sat on it for a little while because I was busy, granted. But I, it's not like Minecraft, right, where I was busy. But, like, I spent, like, hours and hours. It really had its teeth in me. Like, when games are like Jedi Fallen Order, like, I was the same busy then than I was now. Yeah. Um, but it instantly had its hooks in me. So I was instantly, like, grinding out a couple hours a day or, like, going into the night, you know, 2, 3 a.m. So when I got this, I was surprised I wasn't, like, all on board right away and i think it was a little bit of me being like hey i we don't want to continue this story like we don't want to see because the first one was so perfect and mm -hmm. like you love the first one and that's you, really you hold that so dear to yourself that you don't want to continue onto the story just in case you know it yeah. was a mess up it's or like fear was the this. sequel yeah and yeah. i will get into it later on like 
more of my impressions because uh-huh. that has to do with it. Yeah. But like, because I was afraid. I was afraid on how they would handle it, how what they would turn it into. Maybe there was something like happens all the time, right? Like a game or franchise you love and they do something that you don't necessarily like or agree with or want to like think that's a great way to go with the story. So, I mean, that was always a possibility, which I have full faith in Naughty Dog not to. Um, but I think it was just a little part of me being like, ah, let's, let's hold off on this. But now 10 hours in, mm-hmm. really digging it. Nice, uh, Eli, nice. I know you haven't started it. I'm really I'm digging it. Really digging it. All right. Have you played the first one, Eli? Oh, yeah. Uh, loved the first one. Played it as soon as it came out. Uh, uh, like every time, every night I would play it because I need that spooky vibe. Um, yeah, spooky love vibes. it so much. Did you shed a tear? Because this guy, he said he's cried twice, three <laughs> times playing Last of Us. Uh, twice, majorly. Part oh. two? No, one. Part one? I don't think I cried at all. I was just like, oh, that's, I mean, great story, but like didn't hit me to the point where I was going to shed a tear. Damn. I'm telling you what. It's a spoilers if you haven't played Last of Us 1. That (laughs) Pittsburgh scene, the Pittsburgh with the the brother and the kid. Okay. That was the first one where like, it's earlier on in the game. Mm -hmm. And I remember playing that really like liking them and being like, cool. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to be with like throughout the game or Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is going to be a really cool character arc because we just got done with, uh, what's his name? Bill, mm-hmm. right? And he didn't die. He was just he was there, and you finish up that story, you moved yeah. on. I was okay. This is how this is gonna be, and I like the the uh, relationship Ellie and the little boy had in terms of like the friendship they that they had growing, mm-hmm. and um, Joel and the older brother kind of talking, and I was like, oh man, I really like this. And then they just fucking come in and just break your heart. They, they come in, it. end it, and it was just like fuck. And that's the first time where I was like, and then it goes to that like I think it was like winter. Like mm-hmm. or like spring or whatever the fuck the season it was comes up right after it happens and I was like sitting there crying oh. like a baby. I had to put down the <laughs> controller. I was like, I I'm gonna come back to this tomorrow. Oh yeah, it was definitely intense. Um, shout out to those guys. Uh, love black characters. Yeah. Sad to see him gone too soon. Yeah, yeah. It was real, it was unfortunate, but honestly, I think those two were some of my favorite characters and character development in mm-hmm. the like in the Last of Us. So mm-hmm. I got a question. So you guys, you, you're in the story game, like driven games, right? Like that's one of your go-to games or are you more of a multiplayer guy? Um, I kind of do a little bit of both. Okay. So when it comes to a story, this is a question for you two cheeks. Are you more attached to a story because of like you're able to like relate to the story in some way? Like, okay, I can see this happen. Or are you, like, you're able to put yourself in the shoes of the character? Like which one it really hooks you? Because that's my problem with games. Like, I don't get that hook, whether it's me able to relate or me able to like buy into the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say pointing to like my two favorite stories like recently, um, God of War, I felt like I yeah. related to on like a more like personal level, like I can relate to the story being told. Yeah. Um, and that's what really hit it for me. Like I, I get this like dad character, I get like Kratos' story and his relationship with his son. And then on the other hand, um, Spider-Man, ps4 like that story was awesome because it's just a great spider-man story that you get to be spider-man in yeah like you get to make the decisions there really putting yourself in that shoe yeah Yeah. i i can see that from spider-man uh what about you cheeks because it's just not it for me i mean i don't know if i necessarily like every once in a while a game will kind of like hit a note where like i relate with but i never understood the the relating to a game necessarily because it's all fiction i guess in any fiction you can kind of relate to something um, but I just there more for what like like in fiction the story right the lore that it kind of yeah. builds out and like the characters it builds and obviously there's good ones and bad ones like Days Gone I guess that is a uh, I lied Days Gone is technically right technically the last game no that's not true what are you talking sorry about? I, I sorry I, I was trying to correct <laughs> myself from before but um, there's good and bad right whereas Days Gone I feel like that character development didn't really pull me and that story didn't really pull me so yeah. like obviously i'm not going to relate but something where if it's a good story and it's written well i feel like anybody can kind of relate to some bit of that story mm-hmm. um but it's not that i necessarily like oh man i see myself in kratos or like, no, so I is that the myself- part, like you just hook yourself from playing the character or you get hooked in by like like you're playing Kratos and you're like, oh, I really fuck with the story because like I can see myself in um what was this son's name? Atreus? No, mm-hmm. It's Atreus. definitely n- almost never that. Where it's like I could see myself in that character. Yeah. Um, it's never that. It is like the actual story, like oh the the world they're building, the lore that they have around it, the world itself, the characters themselves and their development throughout the story. I feel like that grabs me a lot more mm. um than like, oh, I, I relate to Atreus. 
for me, it's more of a relating thing. I, I I need games that I can relate to a character, whether it's just like the mood that they walk around in, or like the story that follows them. Like for example, like Final Fantasy, I fuck with Cloud Heavy, um, because of like one of the one thing I really fuck with is his commentary. Like he really just talks mm-hmm. shit. Like he don't give a fuck about nobody. <laughs> he'll say whatever the fuck is on him. He'll cuss randomly, and it's just like okay, yeah, that's something I would have said in that moment. So like I can fuck with the game because of that, because like the character continuously does something like that. Uh, so that's part of that. Let's get into some news. News, 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 news. All right. First up, Xbox is reportedly interested in acquiring uh, WB Interactive. Um, so this is obviously Warner Brothers. Um, they've recently looked into buying out, I believe it's all of their their studios, Warner Brothers Interactive Studios, um, which gives them rights to like people like NetherRealm, um, people like Rocksteady Games, TT Games, Monolith, people that make pretty much like all the Lego games, all the MKs. Um, what other titles that they have in there? Batman. Um, all that stuff is really up for grabs right now. And I don't know if I want Microsoft to get it because I don't want games like Mortal Kombat. Like, I'm a big fighting game guy. So when these games come out, I need to have them on PlayStation because the PlayStation controller, mm-hmm. for one, is better for fighting games. And so if this becomes, and I'm not saying it would be, but if this becomes like an exclusive thing, because I know I would do it if I was Xbox. <laughs> I would for sure try to make that exclusive thing. Um, but what do you guys think about that? Uh, controller, you know what I mean? Joy, I mean, joy you know, gamepad. Yeah, real gamer. You know what uh, I mean? right? sure. Real gamer, you know what I mean? The controller mat is over here. I mean, uh, <laughs> Sony kind of did it with, uh, what's it called? Street Fighter Five. Like that's not on that's Xbox. True. That's true. So that could be Microsoft's way of like snapping back. You know, that, that's that big. That's a big blow. It's a really big blow. That's a big blow. I think. I one. I think this is very minor, to be honest. Uh, in the fact that they're not getting the IP. It's not like they're getting exclusive rights. I mean, unless so, Microsoft works something into the contract where which a lot of people are kind of overlooking because this is kind of what happened with Spider Man, where in the contract it's essentially. Microsoft gets exclusive publishing rights to Harry Potter games, Batman games. Then that's that's a different that's a different story, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but as it is right now in the contract, it's basically you get all these developers, but you don't get any of the IP besides like Mortal Kombat, like originally developed IP, but not like. So wouldn't this mean you get rights to those studios though? You get rights to the studios, but the studios don't own the rights to the IP. To the IP? Yeah. So that's all obviously, like, if it was Marvel games or comics, is obviously owned by Marvel so at that point, right? I, I would mm-hmm. assume, yeah. So Mortal Kombat, exactly what happened with right. uh, Spider-Man, right? It was, th- the contract was up for renegotiation, and you assume that Sony got a exclusive part of, hey, okay, Disney, you can do more games, but we're going to get the exclusive game, like, uh, game publishing rights to Spider-Man. In the contract. So uh, unless something like that happens with WB, which uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen, but no. it could, uh, basically they'd be getting very minor IP and then Mortal Kombat, which I think would really benefit uh, Microsoft because they need a fighting game. They need to be able to diversify outside of shooters. I think that's their biggest issue right now with their first party studios. Yeah. And I think that's why you see them acquire things like, uh, Psy- uh, not Psychonauts, uh, uh, Double, Double fine. fine. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, <laughs> so that's why you see them kind of diversifying their developer portfolio. But mm-hmm. I also think in terms of having a game like Mortal Kombat, I think would be huge for them. And I think that would be more of a draw for you to be able to either play it on your PC through Xbox Game Pass, that's, that's or mm-hmm. be which you can use a PS4 uh, controller, or you can buy, it will make you intrigued to actually buy the Xbox console. And I think that's what they need right now. Go ahead. I don't know if you had something to say. Um, I was going to say, for me, like the biggest pull here is that they're going to potentially own Rocksteady. Um, yes. And like, another one. you know, who knows how far along they are on their next game, whether it is Batman or not. Um, but like, it might be a situation where they publish Batman not exclusively and their next thing is totally exclusive. Um, and I'd love to see like Rocksteady have like a committed like uh, budget that like Microsoft Microsoft yeah. could give them and have a game out like more than once every generation. I like the fact that you brought up uh, Street Fighter was exclusive to PS4 because that was a big game title. And that's a big game just honestly in the fighting games industry. Mm-hmm. And I honestly hadn't realized that I was actually an exclusive title. But like that game, like putting Street Fighter next to like Mortal Kombat, I feel like one, I feel like 
Mortal Kombat has like more longevity as a game, and I feel like the company puts more work into like a, a, a Mortal Kombat game. Like Street Fighter is mm-hmm. more or less copy and paste. Maybe you fix the graphics a little bit, but you have the same moves, same characters. Nothing really changes. Maybe a little bit story, but like I said, really it's just graphically intensive. But Mortal Kombat, it's such like, and it's from these studios, NetherRealm and stuff like that. I know they're not exclusive IPs. Like you can have someone else make a game with Batman in it or whatever. Like they're not exclusive to that studio, but like you want those studios to be behind that because they already have an audience. They already have a community. And I feel like that's what really Microsoft is really buying at this point. Mm-hmm. They're buying those communities, not really the games. Because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're buying the fans and the develop. I mean, just like Insomniac, right, where I'm intrigued by Ghost of Tsushima. But, again, that actually goes against my argument that I was about to make because I'm a big fan of Sucker Punch. Yeah. But I don't know if I necessarily want to play Ghost of Tsushima with a completely new game that they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. I love... In our uh, sucker punch, yeah. but I don't know if I would fall. Fo- I don't know if I'm going to follow them on that journey. I, obviously, I want to see what you think of Ghost of Tsushima when you play it, and uh, I might pick it up. But at this point, it's like it's just a completely different vibe for me. So even though I'm a fan, doesn't necessarily mean I'm going along. And when you don't have IP, I mean, I think Mortal Kombat's a big one, and I think uh, Rocksteady is a huge, huge get for Xbox. Totally, uh, it's one of those things where we one have to wait and see, but two. If they will get a uh, contract for the exclusive publishing rights for the important IP like Harry Potter, like imagine Rocksteady doing a Harry Potter exclusive for Xbox, like that's huge. That'd be crazy. The Xbox needs something like this now. Obviously, if it goes to EA, we're probably going to see microtransactions up the ass. <laughs> if yep. it goes to Activision, we're going to see what they're going to try ten different things at once, and then the <laughs> thing that's most popular, they're going to shove gonna it. down your throat. Yeah. Every year. And right now, I'm enjoying Crash Bandicoot get shoved down my throat. But yep. when does it become old? You know what I mean? Uh, we just need to hand this over to Take-Two. All right. They're not the best developers, but they handle things pretty nicely compared to EA and Activision. Um, don't need them handling Mortal Kombat. All right. I hope those characters very near and dear. Don't need them handling Injustice. All right. The Lego games are fire. Don't touch those. Um, and just True. hand this to the rifle makers, all right? Microsoft, keep your hands off of it. EA, get, for sure, keep <laughs> your hands off of it. Uh, Activision, I don't know. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Sometimes uh, Activision just throws a lot of shit at the wall, though, so True. that's the problem. Um, let's get into the next piece of news, though. So, next piece of news, news, news. Next piece of news, news. Left for Dead creators have revealed a concept art for their new zombie game, Zombie Game Back for Blood. Uh, did you guys play a lot of Left 4 Dead? I've never played Left 4 Dead. Oh, You've really? Never played Left 4 Dead. But I played the hell out of Evolve until it was just done, run into the ground. What is Evolved? I've never played Evolved. Um, so that was like their uh, like launch title for like the current gen systems. Um, so it's like asymmetrical multiplayer. Like one person plays a giant monster, and then you have four people fighting them as like uh, hunters. So it's like the same type of concept. Yeah, it's a free game. If I remember, it is right? now. I definitely paid sixty dollars. Okay, for it. so you definitely pay. Okay, yeah. Um, but over time, it went free because of the player base just lowering. But um, yeah, I, I haven't played Left 4 Dead. Okay. Uh, have you? Would you be interested? Have you played a lot of zombie games? Uh, yeah, I I was really big on the Call of Duty zombie games. Um, so I'm really into that. Uh, if it's similar, I'm totally in. I love zombie games. Have you played any? Like, have you have you played like like what what is it called? Uh, not Dead Island. What was I the game, name Dead of that Island. game? That was a decent game. That game where it was like a guy he had a suit and he like run around the mall and like you could just do whatever you want. Oh, Dead like, Rising. Dead Rising. Have yep. you ever played that? I did play it. I played it on the Wii. It was pretty cool. Fuck that. The game. Wii. <laughs> what are you doing out there with your nunchucks? I mean, killing these zombies. It was honestly, yeah, it was worth it. The chainsaw you could like. <laughs> Yeah, so, just like that. Just like that. <laughs> so if you take a look at the picture, like you have, like I guess I, I saw some rumors online saying like this is gonna be a game kind of like Plant vs Zombie, where like you have like a civilization in the back, you kind of see like they have everything kind of barricaded by like all of like the spikes and shit in the front, where like you're just pretty much like defending yourself against wave and trying to like uh, I guess just keep these barriers up. Kind of reminds me of like Call of Duty type zombies. Uh, I don't know if. I'd be here for that. I really like the Left 4 Dead Evolved type of like game style where it's like you now have to like play differently like every round. It's like 
that it's a different type of thrill. Like you really got to get in love with it. Honestly, I'm telling you, man. That's all right. It's it's hard for you to go back now because it's on 360. But this, I brought this up because Mikey, honestly, he kind of like low key predicted it. We were talking about the uh, July event for Microsoft. He was uh, like, you know, Microsoft needs something to kind of bring up the hype. And sure enough, <laughs> blam. And well, I'm like, fuck. We'll see. <laughs> it would be interesting if they show it at uh, Microsoft's I don't conference. I think they'll show this. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 no, I'm not just saying the screenshot. I'm saying like oh. the, the actual game itself. Yeah, I don't even think they'll talk about the game is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't. But again, I don't know. Is Microsoft making the moves to be able to kind of get them exclusive again? Uh, probably not. I would imagine this is a multi-platform, but people really do love this studio. Uh, I, I remember a lot of chatter about Evolve when it came out, too, even mm-hmm. though I, I never personally played it. And what is it? There's a whole generation. It took them to make a second game. Yeah, pretty much. isn't a great sign. No, not at all. I'm kind of nervous for this, to be honest. Like, I don't know what their move is going to be because of, like, the kind of decline in... I would say almost like a failure of Evolve. Yeah. It didn't last how they wanted to, and uh, I'm just nervous to see what they come back with after that. I don't know what Evolve is, but we got another <laughs> piece of news story. Um, Hyperscape. It's the newest entry for the BR Battle Royale uh, game mode for everything. Um, I know they've kind of been shoving a lot of Battle Royales down our throat. Uh, at this point, I'm just taking them. Uh, so this <laughs> is new by Ubisoft. I'm kind of interested, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, what would really grab me is if they said it was free to play, but we're just going to play the video. I want you guys uh, to see this because it's low-key pretty decent. Hello, contender. Welcome to the Hyperscape, our new fast-paced Battle Royale that brings verticality to the next level. In Hyperscape, up to 100 players will compete in a variety of game modes. Squad and solo crown rush are the main modes where Battle Royale champions are crowned. I did just sign up for the like beta today. Neo Arcadia is a virtual shimmering city designed to encourage vertical mobility and fast-paced combat situations. I signed up on PC. From sky-high towers to deadly interiors, you will constantly need to adapt your fighting styles. I'm a... I'm really digging like this environment. Once the really, battle like, begins, your personalized deployment pod so is your transport to the battle. You will be able yeah, to drop in any like, part of the map, uh, so pick your drop than, spot uh, wisely. Apex, where you have like hit a the ground running because stuff. you'll start with only a melee weapon. I would just hate to get sniped in this shit. Hotly contested <laughs> oh, yeah. landmarks are known to contain abundant caches of gear. But high risk get brings the chance video. of high reward. Gear uh, is found inside no buildings, closed off by breakable barricades and inside supply crates located around the map. Are those like the windows? Something you have As to you break kind of like, like a vault, like you break the glass and just like things enemies. behind it. Okay. You'll discover the different like the environments can, like, create diverse like gameplay opportunities and challenges. Your competition may come from any Jump. angle. Can you imagine this game at Every high, like, battle in Hyperscape level, is a fresh experience Honestly, where you leverage the varied like arsenal any of these you will find PC in your high-level players. Your it makes zero sense to me. By the character you choose, How do you even but see by me? the How weapons and hacks you loot. From full auto assault weapons to powerful energy blasters, there's some there hyper on any playstyle. And I feel like you're you're usually up to date on all the, 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 the cool, the cool gaming stuff. stuff. Look, there's like a feature. Not you, Eli. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can I'll let Sean talk. No, 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 it's all you. He's not even talking about me. I mean, coming off of Apex, like I'm just waiting for that next battle royale that's really gonna like blow my socks off. Like Call of Duty is fine. I get it. It's just more Call of Duty. To me, you can but it, like this seems really really cool. Version. What's it gonna take to really blow your socks off? Like, are you looking for another battery or are you just looking for something different within size, battery? Damage or I don't know. I think I'm really like happy with the way Apex is right now. So it's gonna take a lot. As you discover your footing in this the hyperscape, like you, <laughs> I'm gonna get him back here there a lot to more help often. you. Yeah. Real Use shit about Apex because you know that's the best game uh, of the year. The game looks good. This is my first time resources. seeing. I've heard about it. This is if my first time actually seeing it. So this another battle. Out. I mean, this I guess it's good because Call of Duty is gonna get old. This is how you bring people back. So you die, and apparently you walk around with called an echo, right? And so someone else dies. Now you can walk up. Find a and they have to manually respawn you like this. You so you still are playing, and you're able to walk around and like scout mm-hmm. as you're dead, um, letting as I guess people know where master, you are. Which I think that's dope to promote team play. Like once like you're out in battle rails, you kind of just out you're into the gulag or whatever. It's like you kind of just out of the game. But this I think this is dope. Keeps you in there. Viewers 
Yeah, I think like um, having cool respawn mechanics in battle royales is kind of what's gonna draw me to it. Because uh, for so long, like with Fortnite and PUBG, like if you're out, you're out. And I feel like Apex really. Wait, Adrian, brought can me you go in. back a little bit? I didn't want to interrupt you. So go back, go back, go back. A couple seconds, right there. Yeah, yeah. So this, pause it. So this shit right here. So there's like in-game events that people can decide through Twitch. So I don't know how oh, this it. is linked to Twitch. I don't know if you have to link your account to Twitch or whatever. But as you stream, there's like uh, community events you kind of see in that left circle. So I, I, they talked about like a gravity event where they turn like zero gravity. Uh, go back just a little bit. I think it shows like kind of what that looks like. Where it's like a, just an area on the map that's just zero gravity. Uh, hit play? I don't know if this is the spot. No, this isn't it. Go back. Big, big. Oh, low oh yeah, low gravity. Well, it said it. Fuck it. You ruined it. You ruined it, Adrian. <laughs> you ruined it. You're too late. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's pretty much one of the main points I want to talk to you about that game. How do you guys feel about this? You going to jump into this? You said you already got the, the founders pack. Um, I registered for like the beta, so I got to wait for like a code in the email, but as soon as I get it, I'm on this. Damn. You already signed up for the beta, or you already signed up for the beta, trying to get in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, on console? Um, PC. PC. Have you played Valorant? No, 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 no. Not for me. <laughs> so Mikey got into Valorant. No, I, I wouldn't say I got into it. You got some kills. You know, look, you were doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing your thing? I, I definitely dabbled. Okay. I, I dabbled do you, as I'd like to say. All right. And it's not my kind of game, you know, but I do, I feel like the map design super boring. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think it's an interesting take on CSGO, essentially. Yep. Uh, but, I, again, I'm more excited. I'm more intrigued by uh, Hyperscape. Yeah. Uh, but, again, it is a Ubisoft game, so I'm very interested to see how it plays. I actually like Ubisoft. They're actually one of my favorite developers. Yeah, I, I like their shooters, too. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're always heat, never do dis really disappoint. I mean... Their mechanics are not great for shooting. Like, really? Watch Dogs, I was not a fan of the mechanics. Is it Rainbow Six? Uh, I'm talking about first person. Rainbow Six, yes. But it's also a lot slower. That's something that you basically have to... It's like coffee when you're a kid, you know? It's an acquired <laughs> taste. Uh, that's the truth, because I can't play fucking Rainbow Six for my life. We it's tried. Me and Tombo me. tried to get you in on it. I really just... tried. I dabbled, as they say. <laughs> dabbled, do you? intense. You like, you like Rainbow Six? Um, I played a bit. Uh, it was too much for me. Too slow. Thank you. I'm not sitting there camping. I'm just not a camper. That's not no. how I play the game. Um, next piece of news... Uh, Microsoft renews Fable trademark, uh, as, as the rumor mill goes. Have you guys played Fable? No. Are you an RPG guy? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Are you an RPG guy? Um, yeah, I do like my RPGs, um, my Western RPGs specifically. Um, I just never owned an Xbox growing up, so uh, Xbox exclusives, totally over my head. Never played them. There were no good like PlayStation RPG? No, let me talk to Mikey. Mikey's the Sony guy. There were no good... Oh, he's not an RPG dude too, though. No. Boo. I mean, I've fucked with, um, what's it called? Um, Rogue Galaxy. That's a JRPG. Yeah. PS2. Shout out. Um, <laughs> I do love my Horizon. Like, Did you play like Infamous? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say Infamous is it's an RPG. It's not truly RPG, though. but I mean, at the same time, it is an RPG. Yeah, Fallout. It's really into RPG light. Fall Fallout. Uh, it's RPG like, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, isn't Persona exclusive or was exclusive on the yeah. PS5? That's a, a very popular exclusive JRPG by Sony. Uh, I think Nino Kuni, right? Ooh, Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni. Uh, a, yeah. That's that shit. Another JRPG that was really popular on the PS4 or PS3. Uh, I'm trying to think. I know a lot of the Dragon Quest games usually get localized on PlayStation first. This makes mm -hmm. me sad because I thought you'd be an RPG guy, but I feel like I'm the only one hype about this game. But Fable's coming <laughs> back is what I'm trying to say with this story, all right? It's a Western RPG. He likes Western RPGs. Yeah, I'm yeah. down. You got to try Fable. Whenever, I don't know if this is going to be Xbox exclusive. I expect it to be, honestly, um, which I guess I'm getting the fucking Microsoft Game Pass for my fucking PC. Um, but Fable is one of those RPGs that really, like, I lost sleep on this game um, <laughs> because of really... I played Fable 3. I didn't play Fable 2. Fable 2 was way more in-depth than Fable 3. But Fable 3, I still got a taste of, like, how much you control in the world based off, like, your actions. That's why I brought up Infamous because a lot of it was mm. action based. Like, okay, you do a certain amount of good, and like people like you, and people are willing to invest in your properties and shit like that. But Fable really changed the game for me as far as how I like to view RPGs. I'm excited for that. Doesn't know if it's gonna be confirmed. 
Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. You want to say something? No, yeah. Um, was Fable 3 on Xbox 360? Yeah, 360. So you've been waiting a while for this. I have been waiting about. They came out with another game after Fable 3. It was like Fable Journey, and then it was like another one. I think it was a mobile game. Bullshit. It <laughs> yeah. had nothing to tie in with that story. I mean, they don't tie in, but I mean, like, it was not even the same type of game. So it's like, okay. fuck it. Uh, what are you looking up here? What are you typing no, in? No, no. Um, but don't, don't call attention to it. He's just Sorry. producing. I didn't know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it, I think f- this would be crazy if they came out on that Thursday and they're like, hey, Fable, you know, th- look, this whatever, however far they have, whether it's just a title screen or a trailer, yeah. I think that's the kind of hype in they need because there's a fan base for what they're doing. Um, especially for Fable hardcores alike, they need something that's not just a shooter, like I've been saying. Um, and I think this is a good way to diversify their first party lineup. Now, again, they can announce it and nothing will happen, just like the last Fable that got canceled for Xbox One, mm-hmm. where it was it was supposed to come out and it was going to be this big thing, and then it just got canceled. Yeah. So we will see. I don't know if this is real. I, I they need a plethora of yeah. these kind of announcements to be able to bring they're the hype. coming out mm-hmm. though and i don't know if obviously we're not going to be getting these the first year for the xbox but i feel like just by these discussions because a lot of these were microsoft exclusive titles like left for dead um fable right i feel like just these are these stories are coming out the woodworks um right before the event i feel like something's going to happen right um now we're going to the next piece of news because this I want to talk about because this honestly confused the fuck out of me. And this is the type of shit like I don't like to see developers do. Um, me and Mikey talked about it last time. We talked about how Fortnite, I don't know if you heard about this, Eli. Fortnite took the police cars out of the games. I did hear about that. For the, like, the, the things that were happening in Black Lives Matter. Um, I thought it was dope. You know, silent protest. I'm here for it. But this is similar to that. Um, so this is an emote in the game. Uh, it's the OK emote. But they took this out of the game because this had racial bias. Um, Yeah. I feel like things like this, they take out the game. It brings attention to the negative part of it because I would have never known this. I would just play the game, throwing it okay. I'm like, I got the kill. Oh, we're about to, you know, I'm about to raid this house. Okay. Why are you taking things out and then putting this idea of like, oh, now this is racist. Mm -hmm. I even had, like, I seen a video of like someone like this is the white and then like the P for the power. I was like, whoa. It's real. It's real. Have you heard about this being racist? Oh, yeah. It's been like a thing for, I'd say, at least like a couple of years. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I've been seeing it around like people just doing it in pictures. Like uh, people, if they're on camera on like a sports game, they'll do it just to like, I don't know, mess around. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm surprised they even put it in to begin with because of like, uh, I'd say Call of Duty has a pretty close association with just like toxicity in general. Yeah, Call of Duty racist fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I feel like they should have like thought about that before they put it in because like it is a white power sign for sure. And that's crazy. That's a lot of people who play Call of Duty, unfortunately. Th- that's what's crazy to me. Um, because I remember this popping up uh, three years ago coming out of 4chan. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember yeah. first hearing about it. And here's the thing about being so plugged into the internet where most like a lot of people don't know like that's still like sign language that's okay like that's the sign like like that's the sign for okay mm-hmm. right yeah so i i feel like there's um a large swath of people that don't necessarily know that that's you know a white power sign because that is a it came out of the internet right it came out of 4chan um i do think that is ridiculous foresight on them to like overlook that because that's what sucks is something as simple as an okay sign which universally before you know three years ago okay mm-hmm. like that that's the okay sign right yeah. and then it gets co-opted and people come in and then they use it and then even though they they meant this as okay in the game when you do have the people playing call of duty who are white supremacists and like they're like oh yeah we, we, they put the okay sign this is like our mm-hmm. our thing um it, it's just a bummer because again something that is so uh, from the origin of it innocent and then co-opted and then turned into something that can be used as like a hate sign essentially. And it sucks because a a lot of people don't know that. Uh, I'd say obviously we do because we're in the internet. We are on the internet. We see the pictures of the people who are flashing it where it is almost like it's on purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But 
I'm sure there are people out there who like use myself. it. Like you, you didn't even know. My mom my actually sign. taught me sign language. When I was younger, so that's the only thing I've seen it as. Which I'm glad you brought that up because that's the only thing I've actually seen. My mom had to like do sign because she's a nurse. She had patients that only you know, signed. So that's what I grew up as it was. So I thought like as you said, it was just the okay sign. So I found it interesting that that whole narrative was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think there's an interesting thread on this in terms of the the reactiveness to the internet because like again not saying that any of the ones that are out there like the police department all doing it seem very blatant but like the people who automatically rip pictures and like say oh this is like a racist thing where it's like not Mm -hmm. everyone not everybody knows to uh uh, i'm sure there are sign language people who would pose with the okay sign right um but at the same time they're an internet company essentially right like activision should know that hey, this is what this has kind of become in, like, internet culture, and we shouldn't add it. So so do you think it's a good thing they took it out now? Or do you feel like it's something they should have been looked into before, so, like, should we not really, like... I mean, with game development, yeah, I'm pretty... It's like, I'm sure they're not like, hey, I'm gonna, we're going to put this in here because, you know, white power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm positive that's not why they put it in there. Yeah. Because as a developer, you just... You're trying to, especially with, like, emotes and stuff, you're trying to... Add to the game, right? I want to give you a cool emote when you get it because that's really that's what's popular right now. And okay, you know, like okay, got the kill, whatever, or yeah. okay, going in, mm-hmm. what, whatever you were saying, um, like I'm gonna go into the house, okay, yeah, well, yeah. Well, whatever it is, yeah, whatever yeah. you're using the emote for, they're just trying to stay competitive with like the emotes and have cool emotes and do cool things. And to them, I feel like this is just an oversight. And then now with everything that's going on, they're like, okay, yeah, this is problematic, which I don't think we should fault them for. Uh, no way. I, I, I feel like people learn, right? Just yeah. like if like a family member took a picture with the okay sign not knowing and then we explained to them, hey, it's that's kind of... That's what you did. That's, that's kind of mm-hmm. like not okay now. <laughs> like I know it sounds crazy because it does sound insane, Yeah. but this is kind of what it's been, you know, co-opted to be now. And um, then um, not to oh. interrupt or anything, but... Yeah, no. Sorry, that's my signature move. Uh, Lady Hulk in the chat says that they should swap it up for the thumbs up emote. They already have Heck a thumbs yeah. up emote, though. They do. Uh, so, and I actually pulled up what exactly. They yeah, so they replaced this with something called a crush emote. Uh, you said you had this pulled up. So, what is is that a fist bump? Oh, or that's, that's like a. I think you like. It's like a fist actually pump? crushing something. Oh, like a like a oh, like a yes yeah. type of. Oh, I mean, how could you? When, when would you use this? <laughs> You know I got mean? the kill. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. It's like yeah, a Tiger Woods thing. No one's doing that. You yeah, got to Tiger Woods. I guess. Come on. In Warzone, though? Yeah. I mean, I got the eye. I, I mean, if you're it. getting kills and you're, I mean, I'm doing this like 10 times a game, so yeah. I don't know like, about you. Or like when you get a good kill. I've seen you do it where you're like, like yeah. I mean, that, look, <laughs> that's what that's that like is. end of the game, though. Like mm. the other symbols, like the thumbs up, the salute, like those are signaling like before you do something, right? You can actually use those mid game. Like, what am I? What am I doing this for? Like, is that just for me? Like, I'm, I'm trying to win. You well, know what I mean? Going, uh, also, just <laughs> shining a light on the, ri- like, yeah. how the game, like, kind of the ridiculousness and also, like, the nature of the games industry. Uh, that Amazon, or that Apple show, uh, Mythic Quest. Oh. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, Very happened? recommend it. Very okay. recommend it. It's on Apple? Highly. Uh, from the creators of uh, Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, the, it's has this game developer humor, like the games industry humor that they do so well. And like, that's one of the things where like, actually it was like part of a story of one of the episodes where it was basically like, Oh yeah, we got this like cool emote that we're going to do and we're going to debut and blah, blah, blah. And it was like the, the Heil Hitler. Mm-hmm. Like okay. it, it was like the, it was, it was the, the salute. And wow. then uh, they had the same uh, thing happened where it was co-opted by like, or not co-opted, but it was the white supremacists in the game that were using it. Okay, yeah. So the whole episode is them trying to figure out what the fuck they do with this. Like, they just ban them all and then <laughs> they have like all the press and things. So what they did is they just like put them on like their own server. But like, th- that's kind of the stuff that happens in game development where it's like, if you are kind of, you know, about the game and you're just trying to add cool things to the game, one thing could be like like go really really bad especially on press when you have kutaku and polygon and you know everybody reporting it on the same time um so i i also thought that's funny in terms of like things that that show kind of shines light on that i feel like is a little bit relevant to this yeah 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 totally 
Yeah. Um, I'm glad they took it out because <laughs> yeah, no, people were doing it, using it for the wrong reasons, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and that's why I'm like, uh, not like, it's crazy to me. People that it's, it's okay sign. Like they get all mad and it's like, look, I get it because I agree. It sounds ridiculous, mm-hmm. but like, that's just not what it is anymore mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. You're right. For the uneducated like me, now nah, I'm okay with them taking it out. Because at first I was all like, I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't even know people really looked at it like that. But now I see what it is, and I'm glad they're taking it well, out. You just flashed it on camera, you know? No, I had it behind. <laughs> <laughs> I had it behind my laptop. <laughs> uh, so next piece of news, I don't want to make any spoilers. So Mikey, since me and my man Eli have not played Last of Us 2, uh, Naughty Dog has been condemning some of the Last of Us 2 fans because they have felt like you, where they don't like the story, they didn't want to see what the story was, and now that they're playing the new game, they don't like the narrative of the story, and so, like, they've even given uh, uh, Neil Druckmann and uh, one of the voice actors, Laura Bailey, uh, death threat, death threats, I don't know, I can't talk, death threats, um, and then just abusing them online. Have you experienced, or have you felt like, through your playing, do you feel like they've taken a direction where you've been mad at what they've done with the game no so this is what happened with uh mass effect 3 where at that they mm. people were very un- upset with the ending of mass effect 3 feel like their their choices really had no weight to the the end, actual ending of the game yeah and then that's when all the petitions started happening and to me one it's entitlement two i feel like a lot of people are mad because they they we're more inclusive with this game. Not like the last of us one wasn't in, like inclusive, but like the way that that story built up on the last of us, to me, this is the logical step on Ellie being old. Right. And, uh, they are more inclusive. Like there's more like, uh, this isn't a spoiler. Ellie's gay. Like in the, we, we found out in the, the DLC pack, right? right. Um, for the first last of us and, uh, people were all upset and angry about that, which, you're just going to have those people in general and people are going to spit vitriol on the internet no matter what. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely think it's more prominent because of the kind of direction they went. And I haven't had, like, obviously I feel like reasonable people wouldn't have an issue with it. I'm now, I, I'm not the end of the game. So I don't know what story choices they made, which I might not like, like I might agree with them and be like, I don't like it, but not agree with them in terms of, Hey, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Like I'm going to find you and this is a piece of shit and fuck you and blah, 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 blah. And all, all the hate that they kind of spew. Whereas as a rational person, which most rational people will do is like, I didn't like that. And I'm upset that I didn't like that because I love this franchise so much. And that's not how I would have done it, but this is the art. This is the story that they wanted to tell. And yeah. that's kind of how you have to rationalize it. Like in terms of, of just being okay with, Hey, just like in when you're reading books, sometimes the last book's you know not good, or the middle book, or whatever it is. There's a lot of filler. What Game of Thrones, right? The ending. I remember the the huge outrage of like Game of Thrones. But at the end of the day, did they do it the best? No. Is that the story that they wanted you like to tell? Yes. And yeah. at the end of the day, you still had the whole ride of Game of Thrones that you enjoyed and you loved so much. And then it got to the last season, and it wasn't you know your thing. Yeah. That's okay. You know, and that happens sometimes, especially with creators. I'm sure there, uh, there are pe- things people want us to do that we don't do, and we do things that they don't want us to do. I mean, that I feel like that's just part of being creative and creating. You know, not that ours, us is art, but art or content or whatever it is. Uh, I feel like that just comes hand in hand. But I do definitely think that the direction that they kind of took in this game um, is a massive reason. Uh, uh, why people are kind of attacking it because it's, it's SJW and blah, blah, blah. It's just not like, uh, to me, I think they did a perfect transition. Now there were a, a couple parts where it was like really, really on the nose, like almost like, Hey, this is like here. But like I, I went, oh, okay. And I moved on, but then they're meaningful where it's like, this makes a lot of sense. And like, this is Ellie's character. Like this is a perfect continuation of who Ellie is and what Ellie is about. And, yeah. The, so to me, I'm trying not to get into spoilers here. So I'm trying to I step see. around. So, but <laughs> that's the that's the thing with this is it's I, people are going to be mad no matter what. Even if they didn't do this, I'm sure people would be mad that they didn't do this. Yeah. And then at the same time, uh, it's because of the direction that they went. Is what I would say. 
But again, I'm not at the end. So I, again, I could come out at the end and be like, I don't like it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go, I don't like it. And I might do a review or I might do whatever, but I'm not going to, Neil Druckmann, fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. I, I like Laura Bailey. Like, that's not, she, uh, this is what surprises me. It's like the the people who went after uh, Kelly Tran. Is that her last name? Or Kelly Marie name? Tran. Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran in uh, exactly. uh, Star Wars, uh, where it was basically like, you are terrible, blah, blah, worst part of the movie. It's like, hey, I read the words they wrote, and I was in the parts of the movie that they wanted me to be in. Yeah. And I got mm-hmm. paid. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, this is, I was casted, you know? It's not like I was, like, you have to cast me and, like, like somehow strong held them into, like, you know, casting her. They wanted her. They casted her. They wrote her the, the lines, and they... They made her not great in the movie. She wasn't not great in the movie. She was just the, the writers. It was just not a good movie in the first place. But the writers made her not a great character. But I don't think that makes her a bad actor. Like I don't think I, I don't think she should deserve the hate for the the part that she played in in Star Wars. And the same thing with this, like with Laura Bailey. It's like kidding me. Laura Bailey is up there with like Troy Baker and um, Nolan North in terms of like voice acting, right? Absolutely. So it's like why. What, what, the, she acted out what they wanted her to act out and said the words that they wanted her to say. That's acting. Like That is what acting is. I mean, when you put it like that, yeah, I mean, it's not really, you can't really put much blame on her because she just, she just walked in the door essentially and just said what she had to say and walked out. Yeah. Have you ever played a game or even watched a movie where you feel like you didn't like the direction where they took it or maybe it was too like controversial for the moment or whatever? Absolutely. I mean, um, back to Mikey's like... Uh comparison uh last jedi i walked out of being like wow this is one of the worst star wars movies for (laughs) sure um and like it was (laughs) it was at the time i came around on it and now i'm like episode nine one of the worst star wars movies i've ever seen (laughs) okay and then it's last jedi (laughs) yeah and then last jedi um but like i don't hate anyone that was part of it i just hate that the that it turned out that way you know and i have no vitriol towards anyone um just sucks that it was a bad time. What I worry about with things like this, because these are directed at like the cast, the director, right? I don't want a company like like Naughty Dog to start pulling punches on their games because of the feedback and the response they'll have. Like the game still hit top of the charts, but I still feel like this type of response, even though it's probably not the biggest response as far as how positive the game is versus how negative this is, I still feel like it still can hit. And I feel like Hopefully not. They don't start pulling punches or the games don't get as controversial or they don't take the narrative in the direction where it could start conversation because there's games like Call of Duty where like they have like missions and shit where, like make you think like, whoa, what the fuck? Is that okay? Like, did I just play that? I've talked to like Tombo about like some missions shit like where you really have to sit down and really like this is a little girl who had to go through her house and like stab people. Like, Are you talking about Modern Warfare? Yeah. 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 And it's just like people are not upset at that, but they're upset at something like this where it's just the narrative of this girl who's gay and who has to or, go through this or life. they're taking yeah or they're taking it out on you know one story plot line because of all this stuff in it that they don't like which is fine you still bought the game so they're yeah. still gonna get the money I and two like they're just gonna do this anyway and it's one of those things where it's sad and it's wrong and they shouldn't do it but you, people have to understand you're not gonna control people like at the end of the day I feel like that's the internet's biggest problem. You're not going to control people. You're not going to stop people. Like you're just not. And it's one of those things where uh, a lot of these people can grow into better people, and a lot of these people are going to remain garbage bags for the rest of their lives. Um, and that's just the world. Like that's just the world and the reality that we live in. Yeah, haters going to hate at the end. Of but what but you were saying with uh, if there, there's a game, yeah, there's all the time. There's plenty of times where it was like, uh, first of all. I, Sorry, a couple different points I want to touch on. <laughs> I don't think they're going to chain like pull any punches. I think a good developer or a good publisher goes, "Okay." Like, all right, uh, and I, obviously with EA with Mass Effect, they pulled punches and they changed the story. Yeah. Right? So that that has happened before, but I feel like a developer like Naughty Dog that is so artsy and so like this is the story we want to tell. Um even Neil said it himself, like if I could go back and do it again, I'd do it again. So it's like, yeah, I don't think you're going to see them pulling any punches. But so, yeah, there have been games where I don't like the direction. Like, literally anything from Crash from Sanity, Crash from Sanity on, you know? I hated those games. Yeah. And as a kid, I wrote dumb letters to the, the, to the, the vice the president of Activision and, like, stupid, stupid stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, it is what it is. Like, 
at the end of the day, luckily, I mean, there was Twitter, but uh, I didn't go on Twitter and I wasn't like, fuck you. I'm going to come to your house and burn down because, again, yeah, it's too much reasonable person, that. reasonable yeah. person. I just write <laughs> handwritten letters to that person. Even as a child, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> as it should be. All right. Uh, speaking of spoilers and not trying to spoil, let me spoil a little bit of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So it was a 30-minute leaked gameplay. Um, now, the gameplay footage is absolute garbage. It looks trash, but you still get to see a little bit of exactly what's happening um, in the game. So I skipped a little bit for it. I don't have the whole 30 minutes playing. Um, honestly, it's more or less more the same shit. Um, so just go ahead and play it. Uh, we'll just have it in the back. So this character right there, the girl, so that's going to be the female version. This is the game we can have a male or a uh, female version of the main character. This is the female version of that character. And this is kind of like them storming the gates. This reminds me of the scene of the Game of Thrones, uh, Ooh, the yeah. Battle of King's Landing. When Stannis came? Definitely. The green fire? Yep. That green fire. That green fire. You know, Eli, Mikey has never seen Game of Thrones. I mean, the ending's bad, so... <laughs> That's what I'm saying, you know what ready. I mean, <laughs> Still good. Just stop it before the last season. I got it. I'll make up my own. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the thing with Assassin's Creed. How you feel about this? It looks good. But I, I want actually want to chime in on like the female version of the game. Mm-hmm. I wish they'd just make games smaller, and then focus in on like a like tailored storyline for the female protagonist. Mm. Because I feel like too much in games, it's basically oh the male and the female version is the same exact thing, and I feel like you mm-hmm. lose something in the story. Whereas like I think it would be cool is if you uh, if you played as the female and it was like different like different interactions like there would be in real life right Mm -hmm. in different uh certain not again not a complete overhaul of the story but different plot points and different interactions and different this and different that in terms of like Mm -hmm. how that particular character goes through that world i think again that's just something i I wish to see games go into in the future Mm -hmm. because i think it's so generic just be like oh this is the male version this is the female version same exact game same like everything same interaction same this same that Mm -hmm. but in reality it just wouldn't it wouldn't be the same. And I, I feel like that would be a lot more empowering to actually have like, you know, at least thought out some plot points, you know, where it, almost like the uh, infamous, the, the good and evil, but not good and evil, you know, yeah. where it's like, it's the same story, but like you, there's different missions sometimes like every once in a while, or mm-hmm. there's different interactions that you have or what, whatever it is. I feel like I'd really dig that um, because one, it gives you more replayability and two, I, I think it does the, the female version of the character more justice. Did you know Absolutely. there was a female version of Infamous? Huh? Did you know there was a female version of Infamous? First Light? First Light. First Light. Pretty much Infamous just as a girl. Yeah. It's crazy. No, no. Uh, it, I mean, she Mini. wasn't just a girl. She was like a character in the... Yeah. And uh, she was yeah. a character in the story, side. but I mean, essentially she was the Infamous character. She's just one of the dopest Infamous, infamous she characters. Dope. She's Absolutely. Shout out Laura Bailey. Was that Laura Bailey? Oh, yeah. Fetch, oh yeah, Laura Bailey. Wow, look at fucking. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, in terms of Assassin's Creed, and I heard you said about just having a unique game based around the female character, but I feel like with them, they're really trying. You can stop the gameplay, by the way. This is honestly just. I just really just want you guys to see just the interaction as far as how the game looks, what you're able to do. Biggest thing, I'm, I'm gonna get back to my main point. I was trying to get to, but biggest thing about this gameplay footage, I was really trying to get you guys to see, is just how interactive it's supposed to be as a viking squad so it's not just you trying to you know kill everybody essentially in the castle now you have a team to work with um the gameplay as far as fighting looks the same um i feel like the sound score and really just the story is going to be what pushes you forward and i don't know if that's enough for me in games anymore that's why i don't finish them mm-hmm. yeah watching this uh 30 minute leak uh at the beginning i felt like it looked a lot like um witcher yeah um, just like wi- riding the horse from like village to village or whatever. And I don't think I'm, I want that. Like I have a Witcher <laughs> <laughs> to finish still. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> when I want that, I'll go back to Witcher because I feel like it's going to be more in depth. Like yeah. I, I like Geralt as a character more than most of the Assassin's Creed protagonists, to be honest. Um, and yeah, I think it's just going in a path of being way too big for uh, an old Assassin's Creed fan, which. You know, that's me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, back to my other point. Um, the girl in this game, so they followed, they, I don't even know why they made a, a female or a male version. Um, really, they're just trying to follow the name and the lore. 
So that mm-hmm. was the whole purpose of this game. So the character's name, Envier, or however you said, is supposed to be just a character in the lore, and they just made it a female or a male, um, but keeping the story the same, which I thought was an interesting take on that. Um, yeah. I well, did, oh, sorry. Go I ahead. was going to say, I, I really want to point out um, and agree with Mikey's like idea of when you have different gendered characters, like having different plot points and different interactions, because like, it is different. Like, based on like you mm-hmm. know what you present as and that should be looked into i think uh as like rpgs move forward with like mechanics and stuff i think we can see that in the near future well yeah. i'd I take that over like uh, like a three times the size assassin's creed absolutely a hundred percent bigger doesn't mean better i again that goes back to my story thing where it's like i want i want more story and i, I think that would be beneficial all across all the board yeah going back to what you said about what you lose i feel like when you do something like that inside security i feel like you lose uh perspective for sure because you're not really seeing this world from a female's perspective you're just seeing the world in a female's body you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Uh, i feel like those are way two different things and i feel like you can get a better story if you have perspective behind Mm -hmm. it yeah 100 percent agree all right guys so that was the last story wait were you we were skipping the other stories Oh yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. Can I actually throw in a story here? Okay. What you want? What you want? Sorry. I feel like yeah, I should have sent it. you this, but I I, I didn't, and I, I feel like this is news, and this came out this week. Um, with the next gen games, uh, have we heard about the next gen next gen games going kind of playing off the story that we just talked about with Assassin's Creed getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and how we want it smaller and like more more sizable in terms of story and more catered to story. Yeah. Um this is going to be the last generation where games are $60. Yeah. So $70 games from here on out for next gen games, PS five games, Xbox series X games, $70. Uh, I, there's a lot of people in industry industry saying it is unsustainable with the way AAA games are. Um, obviously like your grand theft autos are going to be very lucrative. And I'm sure the last of us is one going to make their money back. And two, they're going to do a multiplayer, like a, like a separate multiplayer where they can make money off the microtransactions. And again, if that's just the way it is, that is the way it is. I'm fine with microtransactions as it is cosmetic. I feel like that's fine. Um, as long as it's not any like in game stuff, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I kind of want to get your guys take on it being $70, like no longer the $60 games, which I believe this says it's 15 years of wow yeah yeah f- ending 15 years of uh the 60 dollar game go ahead um I- i'll say i'm cool with the price rising um it's going to be difficult to like afford everything which i think it's going to be most people's struggle uh you know unless you are the per- person that has every xbox every playstation and the beefy pc like you're probably chilling um but i i think the biggest thing for me is that it's kind of insane that it's 2k pushing this and like a game like an annualized game that makes so much money off of microtransactions like you don't need to raise the price when you make all your money off of like nickel and diming people and they're not like they're unabashedly doing it in 2k so it's kind of like that leaves a sour taste in my mouth i think once it gets to like the more single player like triple a stuff i'm cool with it but i think the annualized um, games going higher is kind of infuriating. Yeah, 100%. I don't like it. I mean, this makes you look at the Xbox even more because they have essentially you're able to play these next gen games on your Xbox One, um, and those games are still going to be sixty dollars reportedly. So the Xbox One version or the first gen version is going to be sixty bucks, and then everything PS Five or I don't even know if PS Five is going to have some type of dual system, but everything on the Xbox Series X is going to be seventy bucks, which it's some bullshit because it's the same game. Um, I feel like yeah. you get more demand. I feel like as as a consumer, I want more out of my game. Like it's not just enough for me just to spend. Like obviously the games are going up, so I should feel like I should get more, right? I don't need like these incomplete games like a like another <laughs> fucking um what was that game? The Anthem or uh, Ooh, Fallout yeah. seventy six. Like if I'm paying seventy bucks. You better make it worth 70 bucks because it's like, I feel like there need to be more accountability if you're going to raise the price. Yeah, th- that's and that's true. the thing where it's like, it's already, we're getting games that aren't finished. Yeah. Or, and it's like, I'm fine with the, the like, you know, I would be fine with paying 90 
dollars for a game like a hundred dollars for a game like if it's like a big game and it's like something like red red dead redemption 2 where it's like hours and hours and hours and now i wouldn't necessarily buy it i would have <laughs> bought it at 60 dollars. i didn't buy it at 60 dollars, but i could definitely see if it was a game i'm into and it like if last of us 3 is like this huge open world and it's this and that i'd be okay with paying a hundred dollars but like you said the game better damn be there like mm-hmm. you, there's no nickel diming at that price point, even at $70 it's, and that's the thing that infuriates me too, because you think 2k is going to be like innovative no, and no way. different and Madden and all these games. And it's like, that's what pisses me off. I would be okay with those either going subs- subscription mm-hmm. yearly subscription, $60 or something lo- right? lower in price, $50, <laughs> like yeah. something like, because it's at that point you are literally copying and pasting and then you have your artist redo your graphics. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds dumb and I, I'm sure if some, if someone was making a game and they listened to me talk about this, they're probably infuriated with me, but those games are pretty much copy and paste other than like the, the graphics. That's what this improved every year. The microtransactions are now at play with those sports games. So, uh, you have that, the microtransaction team on board now, but for the most part, you tweak gameplay every couple years or so, or you add mm-hmm. a story mode like Madden did yeah. and 2K just did. But other than that, it's like your story mode's not like The Last of Us. Like you can, ba- like you already bang that out in like you know seven months. My question is like, does everything get raised? Like, is my DLC now going to go from like thirty bucks to like forty five bucks now. You know what I mean? Like it's just like everything mm-hmm. just raise the bar, like just fuck it. Like I already paid six hundred bucks for this console. Now I'm gonna pay seventy bucks for the game, which is okay if it's a good game, but now I'm paying like fifty bucks for like the DLC and it's just like all of this shit better be good. <laughs> well eight bit data is actually chiming in on the chat here he live saying? on Twitch tv for slash pe productions uh you can watch us live mondays and tuesdays uh, and he's saying uh, it needed to happen it's insane insane games stayed for 60 dollars for so long uh i agree with that because inflation right you're mm-hmm. basically at the same price and things are getting more and more expensive and honestly these triple a games are unsustainable mm-hmm. like with the amount of dollars that are put into them and especially single game like a god of war the last of us where the single player games you don't get microtransactions to make it up now, obviously, if you pour tons of money into a Call of Duty or a Fortnite or a, a, that one Battle Royale game we just watched, yeah, forgot what it was named, uh, Hyperscape, Hyperscape, Hyperscape yeah. right? You're going to get the money back because you're, you're at least going to get skins and microtransactions, whereas on the single player stuff, you're, you don't really have that, and nor should you, I, I think. Um, so that, that's where the sticky area gets, where those are my favorite games to play, but are they as profitable as a Fortnite? No. Or a Grand Theft Auto, no. But I think those games are really, really super important to stay around in the industry. And I think those are the most appealing games to me in the industry. So, yeah, charge me $80 for the, you know, the next AAA single-player game. Like the, God of, the next God of War or six seventy dollars for the next God of War. But I do think it's kind of bullshit that these multiplayer games are going to be coming out at you know, either free-to-play, which is kind of the trend that's going now, um, or $60 for Call of Duty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The sports games especially, like, they could... <laughs> so skeevy. I'm with you, dude. Yeah, they should have been lower from the beginning. Um, but, Thank you. like, I agree. Prices did need to rise because of development costs and everything. Um, I forget who said it, but there's a quote from, like, a, execu- like a game executive where, like, uh, they said they would prefer, like, a smaller, like, 20-hour game and it's more like sustainable than like these massive 60-hour games that no one even really finishes for the most part yeah like people aren't even seeing all the games so why spend the money and the resources on putting things in there when you could have like a tighter experience and spend less money yeah i mean i just want to bring back to my point of i the i need more accountability for my dollar like i understand that prices are going up and you need more money to make good games okay but I need more of like things we saw with like Anthem or um, was it Outer Worlds, the other game that they kind of redeveloped and remade and worked on. No kind Man's of Sky. No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, I need more of that because it's like you have fans that would get hype. The marketing's all there. Get the hype, like Anthem, right? You get the game and it's just not nothing you you bought. Like that's false <laughs> advertisement, right? So like, where's the accountability for like the game that I thought I was gonna get? Like you got my money, but like I didn't get the game. It's just like now I have to wait for you to fix it. You know what I mean, type deal? Mm-hmm. I don't like that. No. I don't like that at all. That's where I have a problem with them raising the price. And I bet you EA is going to be the biggest. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, um, what am I thinking? 
But what's the word I'm thinking? EA is going to be the not victim, micro abuser of this. Abuser. Sure, we'll yeah. go with abuser. Yeah. Of this. EA has <laughs> a um, program though, so they have a program similar to um, Microsoft's uh, same delivery, where you're able to smart play delivery? onto smart delivery. Yeah, um, they have something similar to that, where you're able to play like there's two versions of their games. I don't know if there's a price difference for the games, but I know there's a two version like step up you have um, with EA. Uh, go into the chat one more time before we wrap up here. Lady Hulk X uh, up, says, Hulk? yeah, I totally get it. Reviews are going to be that much more valuable, I feel. Uh, yeah. I think that is a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real. That's really real. Get some people you trust. Watch their videos, a.k.a. play everything. A- YouTube.com forward says play everything. Maybe we'll hit uh, get develop or copies, review copies one day to where we can get ahead of launch. Yeah, we, we got some ideas. We're going we're gonna to throw some reviews out. We'll make it happen. Nice, we'll make nice. it happen. All right, guys. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say some more, Mike. I you're so shocked. <laughs> uh, that was the last uh, topic of the day. Um, once again, my name is Sean Flowers, a.k.a. That Kid Flowers. Here I have Eli Shaw. Eli Shaw. Eli. Eli. <laughs> a.k.a. Ooh. Real San Francisco Treat, the one and only. Um, and then I have Pizboy Doughboy over there, a.k.a. Cheeks underscore Junior. Mike Doe. Thank you for watching. Uh, let's comment down below. Let us know what you thought of all this discussion that happened today. Yep. Uh, uh, you can follow my stuff over at every Monday, how dare you. 8 p.m. I'm doing my plugs. I got to the end here. 8 p.m. Completely myself. consensual. Much better show. <laughs> Go watch it Mondays. Uh, I mean, Sean's still on it, but uh, and Mondays <laughs> at 8 p.m. Uh, is our crazy clip show. You can go check that out. And then Tech Fever every Thursday at 10 a.m. You're on YouTube.com for slash Chip Tooth Gaming. And again, you can catch Completely Consensual and this show live Monday and Tuesday on Twitch.tv slash PE Productions. He just stole my plugs. I'm going to say it one more time. You can watch this show every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. at twitch.tv forward slash P Productions. And you can listen to the live episode. You can listen to the episodes on podcast services around the globe, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, all that. Uh, Wednesday at 10 a.m. As well as watch it on YouTube.com forward slash Play Everything. Please, please, God, Same watch time. it. on Even if you listen to it, just click on it and then click off. Click, thumbs up, see you. Maybe leave it in the background. Please, God, subscribe. All right. <laughs> Eli, you want to plug anything? Um, I guess just follow me on Twitter, Real SF Treat. I am trying to get like a consistent streaming schedule. Um, I'm moving, so I'll have more like hey. of a space to do that. Um, so when I get on Twitch, you'll see me there. Um, Where's their Twitch? Where can they where can they watch you stream? Uh, you can watch me at twitch.tv slash Shaw Doggy. Uh, Doggy is D A W G Y. Um, uh, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> the cool way to do it. Um, yeah, you'll see me on the Twitch there, and yeah, follow me on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Twitch. All right, guys, logging off. <laughs>